Let us help you discover the keys to success, the keys to success in your internet marketing. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org, CertifiedKnowledge.org. Overcome the trials and tribulations of the past and let Marketing Nirvana revolutionize your revenue stream and ROI. Prepare to experience Marketing Nirvana right now. The listeners, welcome to Marketing Nirvana. I'm your host, Brad Bettis, the founder of Certified Knowledge. We're a marketing training and tool set company. On this show, we investigate various ways in which your marketing efforts can reach SDN Nirvana. You can find show notes and other information about our guests on certifiedknowledge.org. So in our, on our last show, we had the, the pleasure of having Joe Kirschbaum, who's the Midwest Director with 3Q Digital, I'm on the show to talk about some of the big changes at 2014. And Joe has graciously accepted to come back and finish talking about some of the sometimes more controversial and, and some deeper changes that happened. So welcome, Joe, and thanks for coming back on the show. Hey, thanks for having me again. So the biggest change from a retailer perspective last year was, of course, PLAs becoming shopping campaigns. Can you tell us a, a bit about that change? Oh, sure, sure. I mean, it, it's really Google's, I mean, it, keeping it, uh, you know, going straight up to 10,000 foot levels is really Google's getting into the comparison shopping kind of arena, trying to take on Amazon head on instead of people clicking on Amazon links to then go make a purchase. Well, why not hang out on Google and look at products? So, I mean, from a high level, it's, it's definitely a, a strategic shift for Google because so many searches are related to e-commerce they're related to products. So of course, instead of sending somebody off to another website, Google has been thinking, why not keep you here and uh, maybe make a little money off of you in the meantime. So Google dipped their toes into the Serena by you know, displaying specific products on the SERPs by allowing uh, advertisers to utilize product listing ads, which were basically a, which were a, uh, an extension of your ad. They were basically um, a, a, a site extension, right? An ad extension. So it was really just, um, you know, you would upload your product feed, uh, you'd use your Google merchant, you tie it together, upload your product feed. Um, and they're, they're, you know, that was kind of it. And there wasn't really a lot of control. There wasn't much you can do with it. So, I mean, you know, it was very much just um, upload it and then see what happens. And, you know, you could tweak your feed a little bit. There's some things you can do, but there wasn't a lot of control. But then, you know, as Google realized how important these things are becoming and how, I mean, just how much they were exploding. I know all of our e-commerce clients are seeing a ton of traffic from them. Um, they're pretty much on any product-related SERP. They're starting to appear. So Google said, okay, we're going to dedicate even more time, more resources to these, and therefore advertisers are going to bed for it. So that's where then, you know, you moved from just a little measly ad extension to a full-on type of campaign, which is Google Shopping. So now, instead of it just being almost in a way like an afterthought, something you just upload and check off your list, there's now an entire new set of strategies and tactics that you have to implement um, in order to really utilize this type of campaign. The, the main things that changed were like, you know, you can like um, like product inventory. I mean, there, there's a lot of things that change. It's even hard to go into everything that changed. Like you can look at product inventory. You can get more in-depth reporting, benchmark reporting, custom labeling. Um, you can set up, you know, different product groups. I mean, you could basically then build out entire campaigns um, and target each specific 
product. You can adjust bids for your specific product. It's a lot more control. It makes it more complex. I mean, you just you know you just can't upload your feed you know and and then be kind of done with it. It does require, like I said, a whole new set of thought, a whole new set of strategies and tactics that you implement in order to really really fully utilize Google Shopping. Now. How do you find the results? I mean, I've talked to some people who love shopping compared to PLAs, others uh-huh. who, who find the results just terrible compared to PLAs. How are you seeing these overall? Uh, it was, it's been positive. Um, you know, we were afraid at first because everybody's afraid of change. It's just human nature. Um, but, um, I mean, we haven't had – I mean, when we moved over, conversion rates dipped – um, we, we did have some clients that, um, you know, cause you know, you had that migration period there for a little while and we had, we had some clients, we just like to be ahead of the game, right? So we had some clients, we went ahead and, and launched some shopping campaigns for them and they did underperform in comparison to PLAs. But it was, I think we just didn't have the setup right. We just didn't have the product group set up. We didn't have our bids right. There's some things I think that we just didn't have right. So we did revert back. Then we moved over and we really, overall, it's been, it's been positive. Yeah, because some of the transitions were messy, not exactly. because of the advertisers, because Google's running essentially a PLA and a shopping auction to fill one ad slot, Yeah, um, which is, which is kind of messy. So what's your favorite tip or tactic you would give someone who, who's getting into shopping campaigns? You know, there's a couple of things. I would say uh, really optimal. Some of the things we're finding is product feed optimization is super important. Um, you know, some of the things we're foc- really focusing on is like product title because you can optimize that and then product description trying to include, it's almost like SEO in a way. It's like trying to include the search queries that tend to trigger that product and convert for that product um, into those attributes of your feed because then Google will find those things in your feed and match them up and it can increase your visibility. Um, so I think, you know, if somebody's, if you're just kind of getting started into this, don't neglect your feed and don't neglect those types of parameters as in kind of the text-based stuff, because that's what's Google looking at. That's what Google's going to be looking at. Within the interface, we have found, um, uh, that segmenting products very specifically as in there's, there's also a way that, um, when you are setting up your Google shopping, you can set priorities as in tell Google to either you can set it like low, medium or high. And you can say really focus on my, um, on my Google shopping campaign and my product listing ads or focus more on my search. And we have found, um, uh, this is kind of getting into the weeds, but like pr- just your overall general products that you're promoting, we actually put on a uh, medium priority as in show them, but don't don't super you know put them at high priority. But the products that over time that we find, we we'll actually segment them out and create maybe what we call like a product alpha group and set those as high priority, increase the bids and stuff like that. Um, so um, you know those are a couple of things. Is like definitely focus on your product feed, just don't upload it and. And, and pray that it works. Really optimize it. It's kind of almost like you would an SEO page because you're really going to try, try to match your product descriptions to search queries. And then make sure when you're uploading your Google Shopping that you kind of check out your priorities and your bids and stuff. Now, now, my, my, I had a very interesting conversation recently with a, a top global retail brand. In fact, one of the largest brands in the world. Mm-hmm. And they sell luxury items in their arena. So like their you know lipstick may cost twenty dollars, and you can get lipstick on Google pro- products for a dollar nineteen. And, and so they refuse to run them because they feel like it commoditizes their product. As you said, it it turns Google into the place users are doing shopping instead of their website, and they won't use them um, regardless of performance. Do you, have you run into the people who who just won't turn on shopping campaigns? Kind of like some people refuse to do 
their products on Amazon because Amazon takes so much of a cut. They cut it mm-hmm. down, and and you've got brands who were who who think Amazon's just the worst thing ever <laughs> through the selling, right? And and that brands are, are are discounting themselves that way. Well, have you run I, into to this kind of feedback from? I guess I, I guess I guess I haven't been working with the Rolls Royce of <laughs> brands that are like, no, we don't want to be on Google Shopping. I, I have not uh, been working with the Dolce and Gabbana's of the world. Is that even <laughs> right? I don't even know anything about brands, um, high end brands. Um, no, every 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 e commerce client we have are totally all over Google Shopping. We haven't had anybody that says no, we don't want them. We and I even have clients that don't compete on price. Um, they, they're, I have clients that are like, I have one that is, um, around, um, groceries and food and stuff, but they're a little higher end and they don't compete on price, but they're not astronomically higher than everything else you see. They might be about 25, 30% higher than what you see on other places, but like their, their quality is super, super high. Um, so we just, um, you know, we see so much volume coming from them and the 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 return on ad spend is really great the volume is there so we would and and considering the fact that this retailer is is a little bit smaller they're they're a big retailer but they're going up against some of the big box stores they've got to be there they've got to take them head on even if they know they're not going to win by price the 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 return on ad spend is great so i haven't had anybody say well we're just too you know we don't want to commoditize our products yet uh everybody i've worked with is let's get in there you know uh, because it works, and our competitors are there. That's great because there's still a lot of that mid-sized tier brand is is just now getting into shopping, or right? a lot of companies haven't actually made their shopping feed yet. So yep. I, I, I think we'll see some an, an explosion this year of it, and potentially some you know CPCs going up. Yeah, and and so a lot of people have opinions whether position matters for shopping or it doesn't. Do you? Just bid shopping based upon, hey, let's just show up. Do you bid it on ROAS? Do you actually try for high positions? What's your bid thoughts on that on that channel? Uh, we ha- we adjust bids based on product performance. Um, so I, I honestly, we haven't really been looking at positions so much. Is if the product is converting, the ROAS is good. Um, those those tend to get the bid adjustments. Products that aren't working very well, um, they get bid down. So it really is uh, based on CPA and performance, and not not necessarily. Um, like ad, like ad position or anything like that. It, it's really based on uh, profitability of that specific product. Which is a great way to do it. Um, so let's do this. So let's take a quick break for our sponsors. And we're going to come back and talk about the most controversial change of 2014 for good or bad. More Marketing Nirvana after we thank our sponsors. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. 
Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. InternetMarketingINC.com is one of the fastest-growing full-service digital marketing agencies in the country, specializing in providing results-driven online marketing solutions. Internet Marketing Inc.'s passionate team prides themselves on staying ahead of marketing trends to create and implement campaigns that get more traffic to your website, gain positive brand awareness, and drive conversions. If you are looking for a data-driven approach to online marketing and advertising, call Internet Marketing Inc. today at 866-563-0620 or visit internetmarketinginc.com. Injecting new life into your internet marketing. Welcome back to Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. So we're back talking with Joe Kirschbaum from 3Q Digital uh, about some of the 2014 changes. And, and by far, the most controversial change for people who knew what they were doing was that Google enabled close variant matching or near matching, whatever you want to call it, for exact and phrase match words, which means you don't actually know what your exact match is always showing for. What's your thoughts on this, Joe? Oh, man. You know, every, everything is always, I don't know, the sky's always falling, right? Like any, any change, like everything's blowing up, everything's going, going to hell in a handbasket. I mean, it's just, I, I tend not to get overhyped, right? Like basically, I just want to see what's happening. I mean, like everybody thought the world was ending when enhanced campaigns came around, right? Everybody was like, well, this is it. We're, we had a good run. It's all over. Um, and, you know, I just said, well, let's just hold off. Now, I'm still not super happy with them, but that doesn't mean I totally panicked. Um, now, with this new change of close variance, which is what we're talking about, I, I, I again, also was kind of disappointed. I understood what they were doing as in what the change is with close variances is there. Google is taking your exact match and your phrase match keywords and then loosening them up a little bit. Um and uh, so that way it's, it's you know, because Google, uh, the way that Google states is, is that uh, many search queries are either uh, have a, like have a, a additional grammar in them. They might have misspelling in them and they really meant to get to your exact match keyword, but maybe they had a typo or added some sort of little piece of grammatic uh, piece to their search query, but they really meant to get to this specific keyword. Um, so they kind of made that little bit of a change, which then kind of makes your exact match not so exact. And so that's what everybody has been up in arms about. So what's your thoughts on it? Do you, do you um, find the sky is falling? It's not. No. When you guys are – so I, I know several people over at 3Q are like single keyword ad groups or SCAGs. That is right. So now if you've got an exact match term, single keyword ad group, you're not just showing for that word anymore – so are you running scripts or ne- all these negatives to make um, it just an exact match still, or are you just kind of letting it go? 
we kind of had to let it go because otherwise you're, we still use single keyword ad groups. We still believe that a single keyword then being delivered to the most specific ad is the best way to go. Um, and so yes, like if we have what we call our alpha terms, right? They're exact match. Those should be, you know, the, 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 the ultimate. Those should be your head terms. Those are the ones that are your, your golden keywords. So yes, we did find that it did basically, you know, it, we, because we use, we utilize broad match for, um, expansion, exploratory purposes looking for new keywords, keywords that work, we move over into alphas. And, and we really focus on them, you know, uh, bid-wise, uh, really making sure they have specific ads and site links and stuff. Um, so we found that within alphas, it didn't necessarily make that huge of an impact. We did see some new queries coming in for alphas. And yes, we've had to do a little bit more negative scrubs for things like that. Um, but it hasn't necessarily like totally destroyed. First, we did. We, we kind of panicked. We did the skies falling kind of thing and everybody ran for the hills. Um, and then once you settle in and you look at the data, you can say, all right, yeah, we are definitely matching to a few more search queries, but it hasn't negated that. It hasn't completely negated the strategy that we base a lot of our campaign structure on. So, you know, it's just, yeah, it just requires a little bit more looking into it, especially when we would never have to run negative uh, scrubs into exact matches. Why would you have to do that? That's ridiculous. Um, and now we have to, but we haven't found anything that's too, um, you know, too blatant. Like we have some, like an example is like we had keywords that were for more navigational purpose. Like, you know, if we were running google.com, um, which would not be a keyword we would advertise on, but as an example, um, we might be matching onto Google com as in they removed the period, right? And it's like we started matching for like stuff like that, but it hasn't really destroyed our approach. Okay, because we've got a couple of Have you do with. you have anybody that was destroyed by it? Oh yes. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I have not so, I, I mean like I said, I've had to do more negatives. So I'm not saying it's all, you know, peaches and cream and kitten kisses, but it hasn't destroyed anything. So yes. so as examples, right? We've got one person we work with who They've got they're they're in the wholesale restaurant business, okay. and so the term restaurant waiter clogs singular have, has an average order value of ninety seven dollars. Right. The term restaurant waiter clogs plural has an average order value of about five hundred plus dollars. So they're willing to bid five x on plural terms versus singular terms. Right. And, and so now your negative exact match list and your negative misspellings because if someone messes up the misspelling of clog, it, it gets reconnected even though you have the negative plural in there for the correct spelling. Right. So some of their exact match, you know, one word keyword ad groups have 300, 400 negative exact match keywords in them. Yeah. Um, and it's, these are the exceptions. They're not the rules, but you know, you've got green Bay Packer uniform at green Bay Packers uniform. It's actually right. a really, really big difference in average order value. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We definitely see those types of change, or we definitely see plurals versus. And as you know, like a plural can mean something completely different than like what a singular term. And I mean, like not even just an average order size, like something that's just completely different that you don't even sell. So, like that's the kind of stuff that we're having to watch. Like I said, we never had to do negative scrubs before, but we just had to implement a new process. Um. So yeah. we we do it. Unfortunately, yes, it adds more work, and I do don't I don't like the theme of loss of control, which I've spoken about a number of times, like not being able to segment tablets from PCs, and, <laughs> and now like and now lose like that kind of like loosened your control, and now this loosens control. So I understand. Like I'm not saying I like it. I'm just saying I didn't 
think that we just had to we just had to basically adapt because what are we going to do right if google implements it there's nothing we can do so it's just like well we have to implement new processes to, to stay ahead of it yep and, and this is one of those changes though for some people it didn't matter so it added like Oh, an hour more a month of negative keyword scrubbing, right? Yeah, but Other somebody people, like yours, but somebody it, it like add, yours, I yeah, mean, it like, added ah. ten hours a week to it, and yeah. and so it's one of those that you can't look at someone and say, yeah, it takes roughly this to manage an account because now you've got to say, well, if you fall into this kind of bucket, it's going to be ten times longer than this kind of a bucket. Um, exactly. Okay. Okay. Enough on this, and and at Bing, <laughs> you can still turn it on and off. Um. That's really the answer. If you're really concerned, hey, Bing is great for that cell. I love that. Bing, you turn it on. There it is. That's, that's my official. That's it. Turn it on. <laughs> turn it on. Turn it off. Bing, turn Bing it on. There you have go. that control. All right. So it. one other change you were happy with, um, custom affinity targeting. We'll touch on display a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Affinity, I mean, you know, Google keeps improving their display offering. It keeps getting better. You know, back in the day, you know, back, you and I, we're old dogs. Like, so back, back in like 2005, it was like the Wild West. What was happening? Who knows? Um, it, it just keeps getting better. Like the, 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 the targeting keeps getting better. The visibility keeps getting better. So now they're moving from like sites, like kind of like from keywords to sites, from topics, which are all very, um, content based to more audience based and that's where like custom like affinity audiences comes from and it, you know there's actually a couple different they've, they've had some audience stuff like um interest targeting which i never really thought was very good like interest targeting like there's been topic which is based on the page and then interest which is based on what google would say their browsing history is or their search history um i never really found those to be the interest to be all that um uh, perform very well topics did fine interests weren't very good um now affinity audiences is somewhat similar it's it's basically you know kind of taking like somebody's long-term interest because there's a couple different ways right there's affinity audiences and there's like in market audiences and affinity audiences the way that i see it is like that long term who are you as a person what are you interested in kind of thing um taking a long-term look at you at your browsing history at your um search history and you, and you, you know it's kind of following you around sure it's a little creepy but whatever um and then people are able to within their campaigns, within their display campaigns, and when they're adding targeting, can actually then add affinity audiences. Um, there are about 90 pre-existing audiences, and you can create custom affinity audiences, which is basically like what somebody's interests are. Are they like their beauty mavens, avid investors, foodies, gamers? Um, I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of them, like shoppers, shutterbugs, technophiles, um, which is basically based on not the content that they're viewing, but their interests. Um, so that, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's, it's a really cool feature. Is it a feature that's good for larger companies with a lot of data or are you finding success either, even with like the smaller types of, of advertisers? Ooh, that's a good question because there are, uh, I kind of pair the two of affinity audiences and in-market segments. And, and I'll, I'll talk to about the differences a little bit is infinity, the way that I see them and feel free to correct me is affinity audiences for me is like that long-term browsing habit. Like who is this person? You as a person in market is who are you and what are you in market for kind of right now? Um, like what have you been looking around for? Like, for example, we have a travel client. Now I might be targeting somebody with an in market 
um, in market segment, which you can use in your display campaigns. Um, in market means I'm in market for something, as in like a first class ticket. And they actually have that as an in market segment. Worked great for this client. But as an affinity audience, you know, my ticket buyer might also be a pet lover, a political junkie, and a savvy parent. Um, you know, so it could be like your long-term interest versus what you're into now. Um, so the, that's the way that I kind of break them out is affinity audiences. Yeah. Is for those big, um, branding pushes. I haven't used it a lot on like those smaller clients, but we have used in market segments because they get really, uh, I think in market because it's a little more specific as in you've been kind of looking around maybe for like a specific product. Like we've done retirement, we've done, um, uh, retirement, we've done investments, we've done first class tickets and stuff. So in markets worked really well. Excellent, excellent. I think that's a great analogy for how to explain it. So let's do this. Let's take one more break for our sponsors. We come back and just talk briefly about our favorites of 2014, what we're looking forward to next year, and, and so forth. More Marketing Nirvana after we thank our sponsors. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. All-Inclusive Marketing is the luxurious five-star resort of digital marketing. Welcome to All-Inclusive Marketing. Engage with All-Inclusive Marketing's award-winning strategists to ramp up your online profitability and brand exposure, driving new customer acquisitions, increased sales, and stronger buyer retention. Another mojito, please? All-Inclusive Marketing's full-service digital and performance marketing accommodates every brand, specializing in retail, travel, and software as a service. What a great room. The A in all-inclusive marketing means award-winning leadership, excellence in results, as well as an A rating by the Better Business Bureau. For reach, engagement, conversion, it's all-inclusive marketing. Reserve a free consultation today at allinclusivemarketing.com slash real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Injecting new life into your internet marketing. Welcome back to Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And so we're back talking with Joe Kirschbaum from 3Q Digital about some of the 2014 changes. So uh, of all the changes we've talked about and many, many more we haven't, what's your favorite 2014 change? Oh, man, my favorite. There are so many of them. You know, we just did two shows based on changes, right? Um, I really like ad customizers. I think those are super cool. Um, I, I do think they're super powerful. They're relatively new, so not a lot of people are using them. But it's just, you know... The idea, the the driving of making ads more specific. So I know we've got like dynamic search ads, we've got dynamic remarketing ads, and this is just another way to make your ads a little bit more specific. So that's like my favorite thing. What I've really been getting into, which is going to carry over like in 2015, which is Gmail sponsored promotions. I love those. Those are super fun. 
Excellent. No, that, that's great. So in 2015, then, what are you most looking forward to seeing in 2015? What? Whether it's continuing Gmail or, or something new you think is coming down the pipe. Uh, continuing Gmail-sponsored promotions because we're seeing good responses from that. And honestly, I just think it's fun. Um, really, one of the big things is just totally outside the scope of what we've been talking about is uh, Bing remarketing. Um, because just remarketing works all over the place. So I know that their, um, their universal event tracking is coming down the pike. I haven't been able to use it yet, but I'm super excited to get that going. No, that's, uh, I'm really looking forward to UET from Bing and how yep. that's going. Yep. Um, so what do you think, like every, every year everyone's like, here's the trend of the next year. What do you <laughs> think our 2015 trend is going to be? Oh my gosh. You know, I'm always, I am always terrible at predicting the trends, right? Like I'm, I'm just terrible because like, you know, cause the, yeah, the advice I always give to people is, is don't follow the trend, right? Like I'm like, stick with the basics, like make sure that your keywords are matching your ads, that your ads are going to great landing pages, um, and all those things. And then as trends show up, test them. You know, it's like, I might like custom ad, I, I might like ad customizers and I think they are kind of like a, people, they're relatively new. So I think that's going to be a big thing for 2015 because we found that dynamic remarketing works super well. Dynamic search ads work really well. So why not customize your ads because it's doing the same thing, but it, it, they might not work very well. So I say stick with, you know, stick with the core. Don't lose sight of your core stick with your goals and then test as you need. So my, my, my big trend is to stick with what you know and test out the trends. Now that's fair. That's fair. So what, what I've got to ask, what do you think? What do you think? What, 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 what do you think the big trend is? What's big, one big thing for 2015? I, well, I think there's two, right? I, I think there is one is exactly what you mentioned, which is how do you customize ads at scale for users, but then still test a yeah. customized ad versus generic ad, right? I mean, I think that is, that's huge. I, the other one, and this goes back to enhanced campaigns. So enhanced campaigns, essentially Google said, hey, you don't need a mobile-only campaign. And, and so because they rolled it back, what's happened is people don't treat – they treat mobile as a bid modifier, not as a channel. Right. And, and this has caused uh, – I, I, every a few months, I do a big analysis of, of a, a huge, huge sample size of ads to say how many people are really testing ads on mobile. I, I think we're up to 3.5%. Um, and so mobile is going to be half our click spend in this year. And I think treating mobile as a channel with its own specific ads and websites, which – Started to happen, you know, two and a half years ago. Stop because of enhanced campaigns. I, I think people are going to start realizing it's it is a channel and a different experience, even though it's combined within Google. No, yeah, that's true. That, that's so funny. That's like I've been doing that so long. It's like I guess we need to remind people to do that. I'm just like, oh yeah. I mean, we I just do that. I'm like, oh yeah. We probably do need to remind people. Hey, mobile's important. Yeah, <laughs> like it's so it's, it's so ingrained in me that it's like, oh yeah, that's right. Maybe somebody isn't doing that. But this is where uh, enhanced campaigns almost did a disservice to mobile because they made yeah, mobile yeah. easy in a way, which meant you didn't have to think about it. Oh my gosh, I, mean, I, I can't even tell you the number of like I do. You know, I look at a lot of new accounts and how many clients don't even they just don't even do the basics like a mobile specific ad, a mobile preferred yep. ad. It, it just blows my mind. That's what. Yeah. So we. I mean, I looked at. Oh, I don't know. I think it was like 1.2 billion ads or something. That's too many um, ads last year, and it was. Of, of ads that uh, for accounts that were running or campaigns that were running on mobile and desktop. Mm -hmm. And and so 50% should have been mobile preferred. Right. Three and a half percent were. And that's oh. where just mobile, it's just not being tested. Yep. Um, and most mobile, try to find a good 
B2B mobile website. Yeah. I'll try to find one. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. We just brought on a, a major re- I actually right now in the process of onboarding a pretty major retailer. And yeah, they, they had, it, but the thing is like they were more scattershot. Like they were more like they had some mobile ads over here and they didn't have ads over here. It was just, it was just all over the place. So it, at least they were trying, but it was not like you, you were right. It wasn't like a specific strategy treating mobile as a channel. Excellent. Hey, yep. so we have been talking for, gosh, a long time now across a couple shows. So any final words of wisdom to, to those who've been listening to all the changes of, of what happened and what we're doing next year? Uh, sure. Well, first of all, uh, don't panic. Uh, that's the first thing. Um, and then really, it's it, uh, the, the words of wisdom are, even what I mentioned, we were talking about the trends. Stick with the core. Stick with you know. Focus on your goals. And then as new options, as new features come out in Google, whatever they happen to be, test them. Don't, don't hang your hat on anything that's new and test them out. If they work well, then start incorporating them into your core strategy. Um, and, you know, just really stick with what you know and stick and focus on your goals. Don't always go chasing like the super cool thing that you think is going to be totally awesome. Um, it's just what I have to tell people all the time because people, yeah, I, I think they freak out over all these new things, uh, that, that, that come out and, and then they start to panic. So just, and, and if something new comes out, um, don't panic and start to master it. Like, for example, if you're an e-commerce retailer and you've kind of dabbled in BLAs and you, you moved over to Google Shopping, but you've never said, okay, this is my strategy, don't panic. Take some time. There's a ton of helpful content out there. Really learn how to optimize your feed. Really learn how to optimize those campaigns and get to it. Excellent, excellent. Those are great, great words. So if someone wants to find you online, where should they look? Uh, they could find me on Twitter. I'm uh, pretty simple, at Joe Kirschbaum. I'm not fancy. Um, and then they can also find me uh, through my company website, which is uh, 3QDigital.com. Excellent. Thanks so much, Joe. Hey, thanks for having me, Brad. And thank you, listeners, for joining us for another episode of Mark and Nirvana. As a reminder, the show notes and other information about our guests can be found on certifiedknowledge.org. New episodes can be found on Mondays at noon Eastern at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find archives or past episodes at webmasterradio.fm, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Google Play, iTunes, and pretty much wherever you listen to radio these days. Thank you for listening. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.